You've reached Conversation with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Apostilla. Thank you for listening. Let's get right to the episode. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Abastilla. So for this episode, I have Mr. Mike Sanchez. He's the principal at E.B. Walker High School at Puyallup School District. Thank you, Mike, for uh, being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So uh, can you explain a little bit about your role and what you do at uh, E.B. High School? Yeah, Uh, I have the privilege, this is my fourth year now, of being the principal at E.B. Walker High School. Um, And on our campus, we have two different programs. We have a program that's um, specifically geared towards students with high anxiety and stress, uh, but it mimics a traditional school day. Uh, We have four periods a day. We have a quarter system. We have a one staff to six student ratio. Um, We have lots of support on campus, social workers, therapists, that sort of thing. The goal really is to marry education or academic uh, intervention and social emotional intervention. How can we bridge those things? In our campus, we're constantly finding ways in which how can we infuse SEL work into everyday life so that students can reduce their anxiety, reduce their stress load so they can truly understand and comprehend the content teachers are teaching and that teachers can do what they love, connect with students, and then we can get students off to their next step. It's really cool about that part. The second part is that we have another program on our campus that works with that that really untraditional student, student that just uh, never felt connected, needs a, it's our most flexible program, can only come to school for a couple hours at a time, but really wants support and a, and a group around them that can that can lift them up out of their situation. Um, and that program we call the, the Puyallup Open Doors program. Uh, and that gives us a chance to really design instruction around the specific needs of the student um, and really help them thrive. Um, and it's been really cool to see those two programs exist on the same campus and, and, and actually um, work together in certain capacities. Um, so it's an alternative, alternative school. Um, how many students uh, are, do you guys generally have? So right now, and actually we're no longer an alternative school, but we're a school of choice. Aha. Uh, yeah, which is a bit of a distinction just because our funding doesn't come from ALE. It comes from our funding is uh, BEA or traditional funding. Um, uh, but on the Walker side, we have about 134 students in our campus. Uh, and on the open door side right now, we have 128. Um, so we... But if you were to come on on campus, you would never know that that we're serving over 200 and uh, around 260 kids, right? Um, the goal really is that we're we're working with uh, kids in an environment in a way that we still get to provide that personal touch uh, without losing. Uh, but but we want to make without losing the work that we do. We want to make the biggest impact with the most students. So. Uh, why do you think uh, students generally struggle with uh, traditional schools? What, what do you th- see as the main, the main problems? I mean, there's a variety of reasons um, that students tell me. The beauty of my job is I get to interview every kid before they come, regardless of the program. So all 260 kids are on our campus right now, I have talked to personally. Um, and so the average thing is that they either never felt seen 
Right? They, the way they exist, their identity wasn't noticed by anybody, so they were able to fade to the back, or they felt so detached that they had to escape in the bathroom or around the school. The, the last thing is that they just never fully felt supported. Teachers tried. It wasn't, if you talk to all of them, they have experiences where uh, teachers would share with them or speak with them, counselors would, but for whatever reason, it never grabbed on um, and, and I wouldn't name one reason why, but coming to an environment like Walker, and Walker is not unique in the sense that we're the only one that exists. There are many programs like ours, but coming to environment Walker, we have a chance to really spend time to break the barriers that would prevent them from feeling seen, needed, and known, right? Uh, and that allows them then to grow, right? If, if comprehensive schools had that same chance, I believe they could do the same work. Could you share maybe a success story or two that you've had uh, up to this point? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had some amazing experiences. Um, in, and I would say, um, you know, I have, I have one story for sure. The um, student was um, a student, a freshman in, in, our, in the school district. I was really struggling with, with anger issues, really struggling with... Um, um, all kinds of things. So avoiding school, eloping from school, arguing, getting in power struggles with teachers. I mean, just struggling. Not volatile, trying to burn the world, but really just having a hard time regulating. Came to our school. Um, not uh, he, To come to our school, you have to interview. You have to be, we have to agree it's the right choice. And you have to choose to come to Walker. Um, but uh, came to our school and and even in its first his their first year they struggled they struggled with some of those same things but now they're uh, the, but towards their senior year they ended up um, shifting they started to self regulate they started to um, be able to have uh, meaningful relationships be a, a functioning member in the community uh, and I recently spoke with the student what what was the change what happened. Um, and what made the difference wasn't the amazing teachers we have or the great counselors, because we do. We have a great team. Was his observations of those same, adult, those same adults with other students. He believed that he's like, when I saw you interact with this kid or when I saw them take this kid, it taught me that I could also be that way because I had this skill set and mindset of things that I had observed outside of the school. But now I saw that I could be something different. And then he chose to do that. I mean, it really spoke to, not that people weren't speaking to them, but it was our actions we did outside of the interactions with him that made him feel different. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to flip it down. I'll flip it a little yeah. bit now. Uh, so what are some of the challenges and obstacles you've uh, encountered? The number one obstacle we have is engagement. Um, it is it is a huge barrier. So we we have this process for you to onboard. We have all these systems in place to help capture you, home visits and phone calls and letters and meetings, all that stuff that would would that could help them stay engaged. But there are times where it's just not enough. It's not that you're not ready to either receive it or your life circumstances don't allow you to receive that level of work which is why we create programs like Open Doors. It's more flexible, but even then we still miss out on an opportunity. 
And I, I would say just the draw for something else is too much. Either their life, you know, they where they live or who they live with, they have a kid and it just doesn't give them the time to be able to be in school or it could be a substance or something that's pulling them. But usually it's some sort of stimulus saying that clouds their life to not allow them to receive the support from school. But once we can break that, or once they can get out of the cloud that uh, that hangs over them, man, they just thrive. And I think what's important is that if a student struggles one year, two years later, they might be ready for it. And that's the beauty of op the Open Doors program is that we have a lot of students who are 20 and 21 in that program um, because they weren't ready when they were 16, 17, and 18. Um, but now they are. And man, do they go fast. Uh, they are just because their mindset is different. Their ability to learn is different because they're no longer clouded by the things that were stimulating them in the past. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy the most about your uh, role as principal admin? And this is the greatest job I've ever had. I mean, um, again, I, I never, I, not again, but I never wanted to be a principal. I I loved being a school counselor. Um, that's what I was originally um, but the job I have now at the school that I work at just marries those two worlds. And it's the closest job that ever really leans to my heart. Right. Um, and so I get to, on a given day, I get to develop new programs. I get to help a kid in need. I get to talk to somebody struggling. I get to support a teacher. I get to build, a, create a culture in a school that where students can feel safe and secure and needed, known and appreciated. I mean, um, this is the job I have, and I feel fortunate enough. I mean, I, I often say I get to be the principal at Walker because it truly is a gift. I, I, I feel blessed to have been chosen to be there and, and, and glad that I can infuse what, what skills I have to support the school for as long as I'm allowed to do it. That's awesome. And, yeah. and, and you mentioned that just a little bit ago that uh, you're a school counselor. And over on the other, the other channel, the other um, – interview we did yeah. uh, we talked about that yeah you're once a school counselor and then transitioned to admin um for this interview i was wondering if you could tell our listeners uh maybe some of the experience you had as a school counselor and then you mentioned about the transition was that a hard you mentioned that was a hard transition yeah yeah well as a school counselor i got to work in several different states in the state of missouri and i uh, and, and here in washington um, and my experience there was amazing. I mean, we, we got, I got a chance to, to work with students one-on-one. -on -one. I got to do some amazing, some really good, um, lessons. We, we started some fantastic small groups. I got to work with, uh, principals that really cared about students. Um, and I loved it. I loved being a school counselor, but, but I've, I, I'm always thinking, how can I impact a greater amount of community? I struggled when I was in high school, and so um, I just feel like I'm a life that was saved, and I want to be able to support others as well. So I might, it's what my focus is in life. And so as a school counselor, I found myself limited at times. Like, I just wanted to do more. Um, and so I had a superintendent that told me, the only way you can do more is you got to become an administrator. And so... Um, he encouraged me to go to school and become an administrator. And that was not what I wanted. I mean, I saw the administrator had as this punitive role, and it's nothing like that. 
you get to design what it's going to be like, um, but you have this ability to form culture and create um, create a system that really helps benefit students. So uh, the skills I had as a counselor are very much same the same skills I get to use as administrator. But now I also have these new abilities and, and relationships that allow me to move that stuff a little bit further. I'm curious, uh, I mentioned about students and creating programs. I'm just curious... How do you handle uh, those difficult students? Because I'm sure you probably came across a few students uh, sooner or two that maybe were a little difficult. Like as a school counselor? Both. Let's go both. School counselor and admin. Both. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think you have to spend a lot of time with students in order to, to work in the moment. I, I'm pretty comfortable with crisis. I worked eight nine years in group homes working with uh, students with severe mental health uh, distress. Um, and so I've had a chance to really hone in that skill in the moment, in the crisis, to be pretty calm and collected. Um, but truly working with kids that are in the moment crisis is understanding what they're truly saying. I can give you an example. There was one time when I was uh, starting out as an assistant principal, and we had this kid that we were working with, man, he just had a rage in him that could not let up at times. Um, And so off what he and his mom and I designed was um, sometimes he didn't have it. Sometimes all he had was one period in him, and that's it. But the goal was go home if you choose, and come back tomorrow, let's try again. Let's see if we can make it two periods. Um, And so once we got into that cycle, he and I and his mom had this great system. Now, academically, he was going to struggle, right? He's missing instructional time. But getting those reps of success inside the school building was more needed for him than for him to um, to be successful academically because we knew we could help him uh, succeed academically, but we couldn't get there at all because of these behaviors. But um, it was great to be able to develop that. And for him, that helped him feel that he had a choice. If he had a choice and wasn't being commanded and, and, and boxed in, it gave him the ability to breathe. And then now he could think clearly and say, okay, so I'm freaking out right now, which is coming out verbally, right? Uh, maybe aggressively. And so if I get to go home and relax, then tomorrow I can try again. And that, it's that tomorrow that makes a difference, right? Um, because that's when we got to rebuild, right? Rebuild. Hey, hey, we see you again today. We're happy to see you again. I'm glad you came back, um, not stay away, which can sometimes happen when we have those extreme cases. Now, some of our listeners um, are the students that have struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell those students that are just they're struggling like what message would you tell them so they're struggling right now in school yeah. you can say uh, academically emotionally uh, what what message would you tell them yeah well i would tell them one find that safe place in the school building right school is something we all have to go through we we got to be in school we got to learn we got to grow we got to become better um, so you're going to have to go. So if you know right now you're struggling academically or emotionally, find that one confidant, that one staff member that you can connect with. And it's, there is going to be somebody. There are amazing people in your building that you can connect with. We just got to find the right person. And once you do, trust them. Trust them and use that relationship to help you. If you're struggling um, behaviorally, uh, use that. Hey, when I'm upset, tell the staff. When I'm upset, can I go to this teacher? 
and use that. Or, hey, when I'm struggling academically, can I go to this secretary? Because that may be the person that really gets me, understands me. Um, and I think that could really, really, really be helpful. And that's a skill that can help you in life, even when you're out in the community working as an adult. Find that person that really charges you up uh, because there are days that work is hard, right? Yeah, so you got to get those people to fill your cup uh, because that can help work itself just feel better. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, let's have some fun here. This is uh, called word association. So I'm going to give you a word or two and uh, tell me one of the first things that comes into mind. So longtime listeners with this podcast know, for me, I absolutely despise and abhor pickles. What, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when uh, you hear or think of pickles? Pickles. Uh, burgers. I think burgers. I love a good cheeseburger. Um, from an emotional standpoint, I would think uh, stress. You know, you're in a pickle. Um, and and I'm not a big pickle eater. I don't eat like pickles on its own, but but uh, um, uh, I would find that that's what I, that's what really connects with me when you say that. Okay. Yeah. Video games. Uh, Lego Fortnite. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's the game. I I read somewhere once. Uh, just like we play word games and, and and things like that. That playing an hour of video games that that allow your mind to problem solve. Um, can actually strengthen your brain. So um, not those kind of mindless games, but the game that really allows you to kind of explore and find um, can actually help strengthen your brain. So I've been trying to do that. And Lego Fortnite's my current game that I try. I don't get to play much, but when I do, I try to – it helps me to relax and helps me to, to tease out new skills. I'm a Tetris guy. The Tetris, Tetris guy. Yeah, I love Tetris it. Tetris is classic, man. I love it. Uh, okay, here's another uh, – Barbie. Uh, what a great movie. If you haven't seen that movie, and I do not work with them or associated in any way, but man, that movie, um, I thought, I thought the message in the movie was powerful. Um, and I got to see it with my, my wife and my oldest daughter. And so it was just really, really cool. That's what I think of, is that movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, MMA? Uh, fighting? Um, I grew up in the Bronx, and so I saw a lot of MMA on the street uh, growing up. Uh, but it wasn't until I became older that MMA became this organized sport. Um, and so I really think of what uh, Conor McGregor, right? Mm -hmm, that's, yeah. that's, that's the guy that comes to my mind. Yeah. Okay. WWE. Uh, I go old school WWF, right? Uh, and I would say I'm an Ultimate Warrior fan. Right. I was a Hulk Hogan guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. I don't think kids today, uh, I've watched WWE a little bit. Um, it's just, it's just a little different than it was. Um, yeah. You know, definitely 20, was. 20 years ago. Yeah. No question. Rap music. Eminem. My, he definitely, lyrically is probably the person that I um, admire the most in that particular genre. Yeah. Country music. Tim McGraw. Right, uh, uh, everything everywhere. I think is the CD. It's a blue CD. Um, it's a old Tim McGraw album. But when I was in college, so I was struggled in high school, and so I thought if I moved to the country, that that would save me. But really, it was the choices. I had to make better choices either way. So I moved to Springfield, Missouri, and my college roommate gave me a Tim McGraw CD, and it was over. I listened. <laughs> I, I ended up buying every Tim McGraw record, and and um. Um, well, I don't listen to a lot of country music. I do love Tim McGraw. Fast and the Furious. 
Uh, are they ever going to stop making those movies? Gosh. My Where word. Are Where are they at? Yeah. Now, I will watch each one. I have. I've watched each one. Uh, but, man, they become more and more. They're like superheroes now. The things that they do, they, they drive cars into other buildings. I mean, it's just crazy. Bad hygiene. Um, man, we got to help our junior high folks <laughs> and help them out. I think, uh, I think that is a lesson that's really hard. It's really hard to learn when you're in that, that time frame, your body's growing and things are changing. So, um, I, I, just in middle school in general, I think that's something that they work with. So help helping the population out by helping them. Okay. Yeah. Racism. I despise it. Um, you know, the... I tell my students all the time that we do not use words rooted in oppressive history. Um, that's part of our agreement at our school. But at the end of the day, kindness is the one thing that we have in abundance. No one has to give it to you. Like you can generate as much as you want of kindness and it can change the world um, and change your world. Uh, and racism is, is the opposite of that. So. Uh, how about steak? Oh, I love it. Uh, Christmas. In our family, our family, we have steak and potatoes every Christmas. We grill it outside no matter how cold it is. And that's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And then uh, finally, in closing, any final words that you'd like to tell our listeners? No. Um, you know, just keep on keeping on. You know, at, at the school that I work at, um, our um, vision statement is creating hope, inspiring potential, and changing lives. Um, and really, that is um, um, a line that you can just live by, right? Let's let's create hope in people. Let's inspire people to change. Let's uh, let's let's help uh, to better everybody. Into we have a chance. Everyone that's listening, you have a chance uh, to be the difference in somebody's life today. Don't wait. Thank you so much for the interview. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And that concludes this episode of Conversations with Mr. A, featuring Mike Sanchez. Uh, one thing I can say about this interview with Mike, uh, it was very evident his passion for students and wanting to make a difference. And I can just say as a school counselor myself, uh, that's something I hope to not only emulate, but just have that passion as well, as much as he does with students. Because, I mean, I just, I really related really well. So thank you so much, for, Mike, for this interview. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. More episodes to come. Thanks for listening.